Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Oh, they're looking for this killer blow. Ryan Baird. Hansen again to Conan. And Conan to Sheehan. And Sheehan gets his second try in the game. And now Ireland really can start to believe. They can start to consider some Grand Slam glory. Well, Grand Slam glory was to come because Saturday was a historic day for Irish rugby when Andy Farrell's men defeated England 29-16 and secured a Grand Slam in front of a packed-out Aviva Stadium in Dublin on Paddy's weekend. One man that was a vital uh, part of all that success is former Ireland captain and now forwards coach with the team, Paul O'Connell. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. How's it going? We're doing great. How's the head? Pardon? <laughs> How's the head at this stage? You've recovered oh, from the celebrations. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I'm sure the players were were have heads this morning, but I'm fine. I'm <laughs> three kids, so I went back to reality. Yesterday, so. um, do you get to celebrate in the same way as a coach, uh, or does a part of you still wish you were a player that was jumping around celebrating that win? Um, yeah, you do actually. The way well the way Andy likes to do things you do anyway so uh, yeah we had, mm. we had two big nights John Fogarty who I work with, with in the forwards uh, tends to like to enjoy himself so yeah certainly <laughs> we uh, yeah we, we, we had a great few days we spent a lot of time with the players we had a lovely day on Sunday in the Shelburne Hotel where we'd all lunch together with uh, wives kids parents friends um, and we had the 20s the Irish 20s game on um, and we all watched that together so that was really nice the players went to a bar then well the players and the staff went to a bar and we had a, a live band so um, so lovely on, on Sunday and great to spend time with you know all the staff and all the players like you know the, the, I suppose there's coaches but there's physios there's S&C there's a lot of admin stuff going on all the time all the time and uh, six nations are pretty intense so to spend a bit of time with them and uh, kick back and relax was great mm. and having you know been part of winning Irish teams and had moments like this is it very different when you know you're the coach do you I mean do, did you <laughs> did you feel like pulling on the, the boots on, on Saturday on Saturday afternoon and go listen I, I can still do something for you uh, <laughs> I think I'd fall apart if I pulled on the boots. I think that's genuinely the way these guys are now. Um, uh, no, I, I think it is very different as a coach to a player. I think as a player, it's. Um, I think you're putting in a lot of... We put in a lot of hard work as coaches, but it's a different type of work. You know, it's 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 time on a computer. It's time arguing. It's time chatting and discussing things. It's time thinking, whereas... I think as a player, you're putting in time uh, in a gym. You're putting in time on the pitch. You're you're trying to figure out how to get picked, how to get better. So I think there's a there's a different feeling from from player to coach. But I have to say, it, it did feel great at the final whistle. You know, there's there's plenty of things that we did wrong that we could have done better. That that still grate away in the back of your mind. But at the same time. Um, to be involved as a coach and to help influence people or influence players or influence some of the strategy that you might be using and to see them working, it, it's, it's a great feeling. But mm. 
very different feeling. Well, you mentioned uh, maybe some things uh, didn't go particularly to plan on the pitch. And actually, Johnny Sexton, after the game, uh, pretty much admitted that he had ignored all your advice. <laughs> like living in a dream. I'm actually worried I'm going to wake up in the morning. Uh, but it was, it's, look, we, did, we didn't play our best, but uh, bloody hell, what a team, what a team. What a, what a group of coaches uh, prepared us so well. We did nothing that they told us. Uh, we did the exact opposite. We made things hard for ourselves. But look, England are a top-class team. And to come here and get a win on uh, Patrick's weekend, it's, it's unbelievable. And uh, what a day. Do you find that frustrating? When, <laughs> when, as you said, you spend so much time on the computer, so much time arguing, so much time instilling these plans in the lads, and then they go, no, I'm not going to do any of that. No, well, listen, England are, England are, are on the journey as a team, but they would have been trying to minimise what we could do and cause problems for us in our game. You know, like people think you have a plan and you just go out and, and the plan works and, and everything is great. But does another team have been preparing all week with their plan as mm. well to cause problems for you? So I think it's actually a big strength of our players is that they're good at when things go wrong or when they make mistakes, they're good at getting back down to zero and 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 going again. Whereas maybe in the past we would have dwelled on mistakes or beaten ourselves up about mistakes a little bit. You know, there, mm. there's no real value in that. And and it's something Andy's been good at coaching is is getting them to to reset after an error and just get going again. And uh, and that's what we did at the weekend. Uh, looking ahead to the World Cup, and that's the pity about uh, being a, such a successful team, Paul. Like uh, you are, you have with Ireland, is that as soon as you win something amazing, everyone's talking about the next big thing. <laughs> uh, so that kicks off on the eighth of September. Pool B with South Africa, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Um, how do you how do you work on just maintaining this level where you are now, so people don't keep saying, "Oh, you peaked at the Six Nations." Like. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. do you how do you maintain that between now and then without overkill? Um, it's just about getting better, really. As long as we focus on getting better, I mean, if you look, if you watch that France game that we played on TV, on you know, if you watch that on TV in one game, you th- you, in one goal, you think it's an amazing game, and you think we're, you know, we're an excellent side, and we're, we're you know, we're doing so many things well, but. When you actually watch that game a few times and you start, you know, you, if you go into your certain area and you start really examining what we're doing, you see loads of room for growth and, and improvement. And that's all it is for us as, as coaches. It's about trying to stay on top of, of getting better. And if we stay on top of getting better, then you kind of you avoid getting distracted by the bigger picture of, mm. of Six Nations or World Cups or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and look, with the 20s winning the Grand Slam in Ireland as well, I mean, we're in, we're in rude health going into the World Cup. But tell us about Aldi's Play Rugby Sticker Competition because there's a chance for someone uh, to win €50,000 worth of a sports facility makeover. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I work with, with, with Aldi on the Play Rugby program, which is an IRFU program, which is about getting uh, kids playing a kind of a non-contact form of, of, of rugby in schools. Um, and for a lot of them, it's their first time picking up the rugby ball, and hopefully from that they go on and they join a rugby club or whatever, and, and end up playing the game. Um, but the sticky, the sticker promotion is um, uh, is, is is about raising money for schools for their sports facilities. They've rented a few times. Um, schools have won fifty thousand euros um, towards their facilities by. Uh, 
filling a poster, basically getting stickers of the players yeah. in store, filling a poster and sending it back to Aldi. And we visit a few co- schools throughout the country where they've, you know, they've installed AstroTurf areas. Um, they put in little soft playgrounds for the smaller kids. Um, and it's been a great success. So, um, so hopefully it's, it's something a lot of schools take part in and, uh, and we can give away some money for, for sports facilities for schools around the country. Brilliant. And for all the info, if you want, visit aldi.ie forward slash play rugby. Paul, you've won a Grand Slam and you've, as a player and you've won it as a coach. If you, if you could pick one to kind of relive in your dreams, was, was, it, was the player more important or what about when the satisfaction of your coach and paying off for Dan oh. Sheen's first try? <laughs> um, oh, crikey. Uh, very hard to pick. Very like trying to pick one of your children, uh, <laughs> uh, which we all could do, but we never, we never <laughs> did. That's totally fair. <laughs> I go for the one as a player because we hadn't won it in so long. Yeah. That, uh, uh, it, was a, it was an amazing time, but 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 Saturday as well for me was incredible. You know, it was absolutely incredible on the back of New Zealand during the summer as well. It was amazing. Oh, it was incredible for all yeah. of us. Thank you to you and the coaching staff, uh, Andy Farrell. Beautiful moment with him and Owen having a hug yeah. and a little bit of a debrief afterwards as well. And of course to the lads themselves, the teams. Just absolutely amazing. Just out of curiosity, Paul, does Andy ever talk about just how? I guess you know it's bittersweet because his son is playing for England. You know, on an occasion like that, how does he navigate that one? Um, yeah, I don't think they put themselves in any awkward positions where they ask each other. I'm always asking him what did Andy, what did Owen say, and he says, you know, he told me nothing or whatever, mm. you know. But uh, I think it's particularly tough on Colleen, uh, his wife, and, and his sisters. Like I'd say, Andy and Owen know they both have to win the game. One of them is going to win. And and both will move on, but I'd say for Colleen, you know, she wants she wants the best for both of them, and yeah. uh, and she knows they're so competitive. It means so much to them. She knows one of them is going to be beyond devastated. So um, I'd say it's t- it's tough for Colleen. I think and, and uh, Owen and, and Andy probably handle it quite well. You know, yeah, well, not tough for us. Hard luck, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> We're th- very glad your dad's there. Do you think Andy will end up as the Lions coach at some point? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure he could do it if he if he wants to, but mm. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to get him on, lads. Yeah. Well, if you want to pass our number on to him and let him know that we're <laughs> looking for him, that'd be great, Paul. Uh, Paul O'Connell, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations again on the incredible victory at the weekend. Okay. Cheers, lads. See, All you, the Paul. Best. See you later. Bye. Bye. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from nine a.m. Today FM.